Well, good day to you once again. This is your host, Dale Bader, for another edition of Focus on Fertility. Thanks so much for joining me today. We have, once again, in studio today, our guest, Dr. Peter Ollering, the medical director of MCRM Fertility, our proud sponsor of Focus on Fertility. Dr. Ollering, thanks again for joining us. You bet, Dale. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Today, it's an interesting topic, and this has come to my attention through a couple individuals that have sent me in messages, talking about whether or not their body is baby-friendly. And specifically, we want to discuss a little bit more in detail about uh, recurrent miscarriage, MTHFR, and natural killer cells, and kind of how they all coordinate together. So, for those of you listening, uh, you know I think a lot of individuals understand maybe what a miscarriage is, but there is a true definition for a miscarriage. And and then what is it considered recurrent miscarriage? Is it just simply after a repeat of one or two, or is it more than that? Yeah, it's a, it, this is a subject of debate and and consternation for the last uh, thirty years or so. Uh, I always have to talk about the olden days, sorry about that, but uh, just because I've been looking at this and been interested in this for quite some time, but, you know, back in the um, mid-90s when uh, the the science of uh, the the rejection hypothesis, if you will, that your body rejects uh, embryos sort of came into its own, that was a re- uh, the reigning theory back in the 80s and 90s that this might be a significant cause of miscarriages. We feel differently about it now, but we'll get into that later, I'm sure. But, you know, the the definition of miscarriage is up for debate. Most people will say uh, that it is uh, three or more uh, consecutive miscarriages as being the, di- uh, the definition of recurrent pregnancy loss. Um, and some people will say that it's two consecutive miscarriages. Then, of course, there are people who have what we call secondary recurrent pregnancy loss, which is uh, uh, two or three miscarriages that occur consecutively after having had a successful pregnancy, a live birth. So that's called secondary recurrent pregnancy loss. Primary uh, recurrent pregnancy loss is uh, the string of miscarriages that occurs without an intervening live birth. So uh, there's a lot of different things that people think about there. I mean, just broadly, a miscarriage in general, just one event uh, in my book really is defined as, you know, any embryo that fails after conception. And that gets a little sticky also just because of the fact that, you know, how do you know that conceptions occurred in the context of things like natural conception or IUI, the first inkling that you have of conception is when there's a positive pregnancy test. Until you have a positive test, you don't really know if conceptions occurred. Uh, In the context of things like in vitro, of course, uh, we see this all the time uh, because uh, every embryo or, pardon me, every egg is fertilized and you know that conception's taken place in that sense. Uh, So in the context of IVF, uh, my opinion you know, any embryo that fails is, in in a sense, a miscarriage. And we'll talk about that later, I'm sure, too. But that's a lot of stuff. But hopefully that's helpful. It's a lot of uh, definitions. In general, what causes miscarriages? Is there is there a specific one factor, or is it a multitude of factors? Or what are the most common factors, I guess? Right. So I, I think this, again, is it gets to be convoluted and difficult, I think. But the way I think about it is that, 
A miscarriage, again, is just the embryo failing, an embryo that fails um, to, uh, to, to make it uh, through to live birth. Now, you know, uh, the, the people would consider uh, traditionally miscarriages to occur those losses of the embryo that occur before about nine or ten weeks of pregnancy. That's, of course, when 99% of miscarriages do happen uh, before the 10th week. And that's what we call the embryonic period, where we believe that success or failure of a pregnancy during those first 10 weeks is solely due to the embryo itself. So the embryo determines success or failure in almost all miscarriages that occur before 10 weeks. And, you know, there's a lot of other theories about why miscarriages occur, but in general, it, it really is due to the embryo itself, uh, failing due to its own genetic inherent potential. Now, there can be outside influences that cause miscarriages during the first 10 weeks. Things like uterine abnormalities, namely uh, abnormal uh, size and shape of the uterus, polyps, fibroids inside the uterine cavity. These are certainly associated with um, failure of an otherwise normal embryo. So that's what we're really talking about is, you know, when the embryo is normal, in other words, it's destined to make a, a live birth and then it gets derailed during that first 10 weeks of pregnancy, what causes that? Well, I mean, that's obviously difficult, but the main reason would be outside influences like uterine abnormalities. We believe that, uh, in other words, almost every other miscarriage that occurs less than 10 weeks is actually going to be due to the embryo itself failing to thrive due to its own genetic inherent potential. So that's a lot of stuff I just said, but hopefully that helps. Now, I've had individuals come up to me and say that you know, they believe that the cause of their miscarriages is a result of a test that they've had done called an MTHFR test. First of all, what is MTHFR, and does it really influence miscarriages? Well, MTHFR is um, is an enzyme that is instrumental in the conversion or the formation of folic acid in your body and all the cells. So it stands for methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase, and um, if there is a mutation in the gene that forms this protein enzyme, then um, then your body or your cells do not process folic acid properly, and you get a, essentially a folic acid deficiency. Um, therefore, the treatment of this would be taking folic acid. Now, um, that's certainly pretty simple. The the Concern seems to be that when there is a, a defect in this gene that some patients can get um, an elevation of another precursor to folic acid called homocysteine. Now, if there is an elevated homocysteine in the context of an MTHFR mutation, then these people may be at risk for things like blood clots. Um, that is the original theory that the subsequent blood clots then cause uh, implantation uh, abnormalities or placental insufficiency and blood clotting around the forming placenta, and this was what leads to a miscarriage of an otherwise normal embryo. So that's kind of convoluted there, but the the thought is that the MTHFR 
mutation in the gene causes an aberrant protein uh, enzyme, which then causes folic acid um, metabolism problems with a buildup of homocysteine, and which then leads to these blood clotting problems and subsequent miscarriage. Now, that, that's a lot to swallow, I know, but this is why uh, evidence seems to show, after 20 years or more of looking at this, that you know MTHFR really is not associated with an increased risk of pregnancy loss, um, and you know these other blood clotting abnormalities, you know likewise just really haven't uh, been shown to increase the risk of miscarriage. So you know the consensus seems to be that these mutations and blood clotting propensities really are not a problem, and um, a lot of people would argue with that, but. Looking at the data, and there's lots of it out there now, and these these large studies and so-called meta-analyses, you know, really do indicate that these blood clotting problems, like MTHFR, really are not influential. And all the other evidence seems to show again that it really is the embryo itself and the miscarriages that occur less than 10 weeks that are really the issue. Another item that uh, has been brought up to my attention is, is individuals, and I've even read this on the internet, stating that their body has natural killer cells. Now that doesn't sound good in the first place. And, <laughs> yeah. and if it's got, if you've got natural killer cells, I guess that's what's killing the baby and causing the miscarriage. Is that would that be correct, or is is this another cause of miscarriage? Yeah, th- this again is um, you know a long story because this goes back to the mid '90s. Also, when people started looking at these immune abnormalities and how they may influence um, early pregnancy development, while everyone really recognizes that immune tolerance, the maternal immune tolerance, meaning the the mother's um, immune system in the uterine lining in the endometrium, has to um, adjust in order to have a pregnancy thrive. So there's a lot of um, things that are going on inside the uterine lining to adapt uh, to the pregnancy, the embryo that presents itself. Now, the, the idea is that, well, uh, miscarriages occur because uh, my uterus or my endometrial cells, the natural killer cells, are attacking the embryo. Well, that's never, ever been shown um, in the laboratory setting or in the, in the uterus itself, in vivo, as we say, or in vitro. There's never been any evidence that this actually happens, that uh, the natural killer cells attack the embryo. Uh, it's just never been shown. Um, to the, so a lot of the information is indirect about natural killer cells and, and their role in pregnancy failure. Um, and long story short, again, is that you know there really is no evidence that natural killer cells actually kill the embryo or the forming placenta. It's just not there. And you know, therefore, uh, all these treatments that have been proposed to subdue natural killer cells uh, or their activity just have never withstood the test of time that they just have not been shown to be helpful in in managing patients with miscarriage. Back to MTHFR quickly, I mean, the treatment, if this were an influence, the MTHFR mutation were an influence in miscarriages, the treatment would simply be to be taking folic acid. Um, And that in and of itself would 
uh, correct the, the problem. And uh, that obviously patients do in the taking a prenatal vitamin anyway. And, you know, again, there's a debate about how much folic acid to take. And probably what's in a prenatal vitamin is good enough. And taking, you know, these superhuman doses of folic acid probably aren't particularly helpful. That said, uh, you can't overdose on it necessarily. So a lot of people do take uh, extra. But uh, blood clotting um, treatments like baby aspirin, um, heparin, uh, Lovenox, et cetera, are, are not really helpful in, in managing uh, patients with recurrent pregnancy loss or miscarriages in general. And uh, the same goes with this natural killer cell idea is that how do you treat this stuff? Well, you really shouldn't is the answer. Um, you know, the, the, te- the, the treatments that have been looked at for the last 20 or more years just have, again, not withstood the test of time, that they just do not help in, in reducing pregnancy failure in these situations, which would make sense uh, if the origin of the miscarriage is the embryo to begin with. Uh, the, the answer there just seems to be, you know, uh, having another embryo in a sense that, you know, one that is uh, genetically normal and genetically uh, fit will uh, make it. Uh, so anyway, that's a lot of stuff again, but uh, hopefully that's helpful. The natural killer cell thing just seems to be um, debunked, and the tests that we use to detect uh, aberrant natural killer cells are just simply inaccurate. Uh, they just are not—they're uh, they're just not helpful for diagnosing any sort of problem there. Yeah, I'm curious. How does one get natural killer cells? I mean, is is do we all have them? Is it something that just kind of is a, a random in the population, or? Uh, I'm, I'm curious, where, where did this come from? Yeah, well, I mean, natural killer cells are critical for the maintenance of the normal immune system, and they're very important for um, initiating immune response in your body to uh, foreign entities like viruses or cancer cells. So uh, natural killer cells, uh, as the name implies, are naturally there to um, to help uh, kill foreign uh, entities that get into your body, bacteria, viruses, cancer. So, um, you know, the fact that they're natural, that means that they are naturally designed to do that, if you will, and they're naturally present in your body to begin with. So I guess if you're testing whether or not you're positive or not, you're always going to test positive, correct? Well, that's true. Everybody has natural killer cells uh, uh, to some degree. Uh, you know, the, the question has been in the past, you know, if there are too many uh, of a certain type of natural killer cell, because there's lots of different subtypes, but if there's a certain type of natural killer cell in overabundance, then this might predispose to miscarriages. That has not been shown to be true, actually. And if the uh, natural killer cells that are there are overactive, then these, um, uh, when an embryo presents itself, will activate these already uh, overactive cells, and uh, the end result is the embryo gets attacked. Well, again, that hasn't been shown to be true either. So, you know, again, um, the, the, the number or activity of the natural killer cells just simply has not been shown to affect uh, the probability of miscarriage, nor has it been shown to affect the probability of IVF uh, outcome, nor have these things been shown to affect uh, fertility in general. So uh, there's just a, a lot of misinformation that's been propagated over the years that, um, that uh, unfortunately sticks around. I mean, there's definitely lots of um, 
articles and things that are support all this data that I'm, I'm happy to share with anybody. Either you can email me um, through my through our website mcrmfertility.com. Um, you know, there's uh, information on the website itself, but you can also contact me through the website, and I'm pleased to send you uh, articles and information about these topics that kind of gives you the, the true information about what our knowledge base is about these topics of uh, uh, the, the blood clotting disorders and natural killer cells. And I do have uh, some of the sh- links to some of the stories that Dr. Allering has previously typed up, those will be here in the show notes. So just visit us at focusonfertility.net. In the show notes, the links will be there. Or, again, you can always visit mcrfertility.com and uh, request to speak with Dr. Ollering, and he'll be more than happy to talk more on this. Well, Dr. Ollering, this is uh, interesting and obviously somewhat complicated. And I think uh, for people to really get a better handle on all this information, they probably need to speak with a specialist. So if they have any questions about this, seek additional advice such as with you dr albishon or another reproductive specialist we're we're happy to talk to anybody or communicate with anybody about this information and and we certainly have lots of resources uh to help people understand this because it is complicated i mean anytime you're talking about genetic stuff and and uh immunology gets complicated as it applies to uh infertility which also is complicated so these are just complex topics that often have to be explained and we're pleased to do so here at MCRM. But, you know, we've obviously been looking at these things for many years, uh, so we do have a lot of experience. And we have a lot of experience in looking at uh, the genetic factors of the embryo itself um, and how we've managed to look at miscarriages over the past um, 15 or 20 years and how we evaluate them, and, and we learn a lot from this information that we can certainly share with you. So uh, we're happy to do so, and just feel free to contact us anytime. We, we we can chat about things, or you know, provide written information about these. Very good. I appreciate your time again. Uh, I know getting you away from patient care is sometimes a very difficult thing. We appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Well, happy to do what I can. Thanks again for having me. If you've been trying to start your own family and haven't had success, you're not alone. Millions of people just like you are experiencing the same very personal and painful frustration. Infertility affects men and women equally. The Missouri Center for Reproductive Medicine, MCRM Fertility, can help. MCRM accepts most insurance and you don't need a referral. They offer the most advanced science and technology, including exclusive techniques and the embryoscope. Check them out at mcrmfertility.com. We thank Dr. Peter Allering of MCRM Fertility, our partner clinic, and once again joining us today to talk about uh, the very difficult uh, and con- somewhat confusing topic of recurrent miscarriages, MTHFR, and natural killer cells. And if you have more questions, and I'm sure you probably do after hearing this podcast, feel free to email Dr. Allering directly. He said he'd be more than happy to uh, take your questions directly and respond back to you. You can email him at P, as in Peter Allering, A-H-L-E-R-I-N-G, at mcrmfertility.com. We'll also have a link to that in the show notes for you. Remember, you can always go back and listen to all previous editions of Focus on Fertility by visiting us on our website 
at FocusOnFertility.net. You can also listen to previous episodes to all of our podcast hosting locations where you can follow us every week, such as on iTunes, on Google Play, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio Network, and Podcast One. Well, that will conclude this week's episode. We sure appreciate you joining us again this week, and we look forward to talking to you again with another important fertility fact and topic next week. Until then, good health.